This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, it's good to be back here in the United States. More on that coming up. Now, first things first. We just had Thanksgiving. Thank God. (laughs) That is a great holiday. A great American holiday. Somewhere where I went that did not celebrate that. But, like I said, that will be coming up. First, I need to tell you about planes, trains, and automobiles. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then just get out. Get out. Turn this off. Go home. Do something else. Because those of you who know what I'm talking about, planes, trains, and automobiles, you know very well that is Steve Martin and John Candy, a great comedic duo in this Thanksgiving movie that I've watched, I think, every year for at least a decade now. Uh, My parents, my dad, (laughs) showed it to me years ago, Um, showed it to my brother and I, and he said, you know what, here's a Thanksgiving movie, we're going to sit here and we're going to watch it together. And you know, when you're growing up, that's that's what's so instrumental about your parents, is that they show you, hey, kids, here are the movies that we grew up on, or here are the movies that we saw recently, and now your kids, we're going to show them to you, because we think they're funny. That reminds me of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, you know, Steve Martin, and John Wayne. You can't go wrong with these just classics. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is definitely a classic. I know some people who haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to, you know, that's that's the wrong way to phrase it. Going to have to sit there and rewatch it again. No, I get to sit there and rewatch it again with these people and say, look, let me show you these fantastic movies. One Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So let me uh, play the, let's see, 1987 trailer right now. And then I will get into the details of why it's just a tremendous movie and it is Bonfire Recommended. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. <laughs> Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Martonic family. Paramount Pictures presents Wilma! Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. 
see that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Oh, uh, that's funny. That cracks me up. And how they both just revolt at the thought. Both stand up from the bed, the shared bed, and they jump right into something as masculine as they can get. Oh, did you see that Bears game last week? Oh, yeah, hell of a team. They're going to go all the way this year. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the way to do it when you find yourself in that situation. If you find yourself in bed with a man and there's something a little off, and you know that's not your normal, then yeah, that's the way to react. Jump out of bed, sort of brush yourself off, and go, ew, and then, hey, did you see that Bears game last week? Yeah, I sure did, dude. Yeah, yeah. did you renovate your house? Yeah, you do a little bit of woodwork, don't you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fixing up my, uh, my uh, Ford 67 the other day, and uh, yeah, you just jump right into something. <laughs> as manly as you can get, get away from him, don't touch me. <laughs> and, you know, Steve Martin and John Candy, they, they do very well together. The 1987 American comedy film. It got 4 out of 4 from Roger Ebert, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 7.6 on IMDb. Those are some pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good, well-rounded review from critics and the general public. Saying, yes, this is a good movie. So if you haven't seen it, you are behind on the times. You need to go watch it. Apparently, you can get it on YouTube, you can get it on iTunes, Amazon Video, or just buy the DVD on Amazon, I'm sure. And that's what I did years ago. So I have it on DVD. I have hard copies of my favorite movies. That way, when the internet isn't available, I can still watch a movie. Because I have a DVD player. <laughs> These are my archives. That when the internet isn't working, when it's down, or it's too slow, or it's just not available online, then I can go to my library and say, well, I'm going to pick out this DVD, pop it in. This was definitely worth my money. Uh, yeah. So here is the the plot. Easily excitable Neil Page, which is Steve Martin, is somewhat of a control freak. He's trying to get home for Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with his wife and kids, and his flight is rerouted to a distant city in Kansas because of a freak snowstorm. And his sanity begins to fray. Worse yet, he's forced to bunk up with talkative Dale Griffith, John Candy, whom he finds extremely annoying. Together, they must overcome the insanity of holiday travel to reach their intended destination. So, naturally, the uptight Steve Martin with the talkative, easygoing John Candy makes it really funny. And, of course, they're on a plane, then it gets delayed, they land somewhere else, they try to get a car, everything's booked, they try to go to a hotel, and everything is booked until they find a little motel room off the side of the highway by the pigs, and they have to sleep together in the same bed, but they didn't know that was going to happen, so they have to deal with it. Basically, anything and everything that could go wrong did. He loses his rent-a-car. You know what? I'm not going to give too much away. <laughs> You're just going to have to see the movie if you haven't. If you have, then you fully understand my support of this movie. And it is a holiday tradition of mine now that when it's Thanksgiving time, I will watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Puts me in the mood, makes me realize, yep, this is the end of the year. Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Have fun. Stuff your face. Because next thing you know, around the corner is Christmas. And that is its own whole other animal. But don't let Thanksgiving get away from you. Enjoy it. For the week leading up to it, how about that? It's totally possible. And so throw in this little movie as a tradition, if you want. I would suggest it. Bonfire recommended because it has great music. And I love the 80s music. All of it. It's just fun. <laughs> the acting... 
Yeah, some good acting, and here's why. Because there's lots of comedic moments, and that they're funny. Lots of physical humor, which I like. <laughs> but John Candy and Steve Martin can pull off an emotional moment. And it happens off the top of my head at least twice. A scene toward the beginning of the movie, and then a scene at the very end. So it's not just a stupid, immature, goofy comedy. It has some of those moments that you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. Other ones you're like, ooh, <laughs> oh man, that was intense. And then other ones that you're like, oh, it's actually kind of sweet. And that's always been a favorite mixture of mine. When a movie can successfully make me laugh and make me cry, then you know you did your job right, if you ask me. Because anybody can do here's a comedy, and it's nothing but humor. Anyone can do a sappy movie and just say, well, let's just make it sad and very sappy. You're going to get worn out <laughs> 20 minutes into a sappy movie. You're just going to say, Oof, okay, that's enough. I can't do this anymore. A great movie, a bonfire-recommended movie, is one that has a great balance between, oh, that was funny. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's cool. Wow, that's interesting. Or, ooh, that was crazy. That was fun. And you're just getting all, you're on the edge of your seat, and you're just having a good time. And next thing you know, the movie's over. Movies that, you know, make you forget the time. That's what this movie does. It's, ra it's rated R, and when a movie in the 80s is rated R, makes you think. Now, there's no nudity. That's really my main beef with movies, is if you can avoid that, I'm usually pretty good to go. Uh, there is swearing, but, eh, I'm not, a, I'm not like hugely offended by that. There is one scene where Steve Martin just goes off the rails. Now, I found it funny, but it's definitely not for little kids, so... You know, teenagers and older. I guess it's rated R for that scene because he just says the F word, swearing over a dozen times in one scene. And I think it, the rule is if you swear, if you say the F word more than twice in a movie, then it's automatically rated R. So that's really why. It's not super violent, no nudity. It's just the swearing. And it's mostly in that one scene that you're just like, whoa. But that's what makes it so real because you know in holiday travel when crap hits the fan, there's going to be someone who does that, and you're going to witness it, or it's going to be you doing it yourself. <laughs> so it's real. You know, like, ooh, that's, that's, uh, that's legitimate. You're not just saying the F word for the heck of it, and you think it's cool. No, here was the character who had just lost. It was the final straw. And so you can totally identify, yep, 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 I, I feel the same way. Yep, that's, that sounds about accurate. That's what the scene was, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Steve Martin does a great job. John Candy also does a great job. So yeah, the music, the acting, and the plot. It's a good one. Pretty basic. Hey, I'm just I'm just trying to get home. And it's the like the odd couple. You know, you're forced to shack up and deal with someone for an extended period of time. We've all been there. So we can all identify with the characters in these movies. This this movie. <laughs> so Bonfire recommended. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Automobiles. Go check it out. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. 
Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is The Bonfire On Demand. Hosted by Andrew Herzog. On the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, so I did not get to initially celebrate my Thanksgiving in America. And let's face it, the United States is the only one that really cares about Thanksgiving. Nobody else cares. It's an American holiday, after all, so duh. So what did I do? I decided weeks, maybe even months ago, that I wanted to go skiing for my Thanksgiving vacation. And this would be the fourth year in a row that I've decided to leave Texas and go somewhere and do something out of the ordinary. The first year I did it, and this was all with my roommates every single time. And the roommates have actually changed every year, so it was never the same group of people. Um, but each time, uh, the guys and I just had a great time. First year, we went to the Grand Canyon and hiked down and slept in it. You know, camped out, had a great time. That's pretty unique. And to drive all the way from Texas to the Grand Canyon and back, that's an adventure, for sure. Stopped by Roswell, <laughs> just for the heck of it. Stopped by Tucson, uh, Albuquerque, and then just drove all the way back to Dallas. So that was fun. Following year, went to ski in Colorado in Pagosa Springs, which is near the southern border, uh, you know, next to New Mexico, so right there on the border. And that was a good time. I love skiing, and that's when I first tried snowboarding. I, I was pretty terrible until the end of the day when I finally got the hang of it, but by then, my wrists were just too sore from falling down all day. So I decided to go back to skiing for the next two days, and life was good. Third year in a row, we decided to go on another adventure, and we went to Florida. Decided to go to the beach. <laughs> We'd done cold Thanksgivings the past two years, so we decided, let's go to the beach. We went to Florida, went to Destin, and that was about a 12-hour drive. We drove, uh, just like we, well, we flew to Albuquerque to then drive to Colorado for the skiing. And then the following year, got in the car, drove to Florida, had a great time, drove back. Uh, and played golf, went to the beach, had Thanksgiving uh, lunch at a country club. <laughs> That's just crazy stories. You think, wow, this, we got to have seafood and stuff our faces and be at the beach when no one else is there. Beautiful scenery in a beach house right on the beach. You know, we walked 10 feet and we were on the beach and it was essentially private. It was not a public area. People were not allowed to just kind of wander in, into our area. So it was private, peaceful, right on the, right on the beach. That's on the money right there. And now you're number four. We decided, hey, let's go skiing again because it was so much fun. But let's go to Canada. And so we bought the tickets, the flights up there, and said, all right, it looks like we're going to go to uh, Whistler. Let's, uh, we'll do that. It's a little bit north of Vancouver. All right, done deal. We'll buy those tickets later, you know, the actual hotel and whatnot. Time ticked by, and we soon discovered, wow, they're not even open the week we're going to be there. So let's find somewhere else to go ski. We found another joint, and we said, all right, looks like we're going to Sun Peaks, which is further north of Vancouver, you know, on the uh, west side of Canada, right north of Seattle. So we said, all right, Sun Peaks it is. Let's buy the hotel. Boom, done. All right, we got the flights to Seattle. We got the hotel. Looks like we're good to go. And three days before we leave, they say, yeah, no, you know what? We're not, we're not going to be open. There's no snow up here. We're going to be delayed at least a week or two before we open. Oh, great. Well, it looks like skiing is out, period, because anywhere in Canada worth you know getting to easily without breaking the bank or eating up all of our time to get there, there was no snow. 
It's been an unusually warm winter, and even the mountains didn't have enough snow. Not for skiing. So we realized, wow, the ski trip is off. But we already spent the money on the plane tickets to get to Seattle, so let's go anyway and find something else to do. Now, I'm glad I did. Definitely fun. Certainly not what I was expecting, because we wanted to go skiing. But tell you what, when the crap hits the fan, what are you going to do? Just sit there and bitch and moan about it? No, you got to find something else to do, roll the punches, and still have a good time. And we did. Flew right to Seattle. <laughs> well, I actually got sick that day. <laughs> I was terrible. I got the chills, and I was feeling nauseous. I had a massive headache and said, this sucks. First day of vacation. We land in Seattle. I feel terrible. So what do I do? I go and sleep for 16 hours, and then the day was gone. Well, I felt better, but we wasted a day because I was sick. Then we got in the car, drove uh, north. We drove over the border. That was fun. Never done that before. Drove into Canada and then right into Vancouver, hung out in the city of Vancouver. We stayed there for a couple days, walked around, ate, explored, saw the countryside, drove uh, further up to Whistler. We just wanted to see the village up there, which is very nice and uh, definitely worth a, a ski trip of your own one day. Bonfire. Bonfire recommends that you go skiing in Canada. And if you do, go to Whistler. That is where the Vancouver Olympics were in, uh, I think it was 2010, I believe. But uh, think about that. If the Olympics were held there, then it must have been a pretty, pretty pristine area to pick Winter Olympics. So, you know, when there's snow and when they're actually open for business, it seems like Whistler is the place to go because it's a nice little village. They have the hotels and the, uh, the ski lifts. 100 yards away. So you can wake up, roll out of bed, go downstairs to get some food and some coffee, and then walk 100 yards to the ski lift and do your thing. Then when you're done, drop the skis off, snowboard, walk back to your room, take a nap. (laughs) That's the way to do it. You don't have to get in the car, drive an hour back to your hotel and do all this other crap or be on the mountain all day, even if you're not feeling well. If you're not feeling well, you know, that happens. You just say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go lie down. Go back to your room. It's right there. Super convenient. That's awesome. That's the way to do skiing, if you ask me. Which I'll just have to do some other time since we didn't get to do it this time. Saw Canada. Went and did a little bit of hiking. Not much, because it was cold and rainy the entire time. Not snow. Just cold rain. And, uh... Days actually got really dark at 4.30. 4.30 p.m. So think about it. Wherever you are, think about it when it gets dark for you. I would say for most people really 5 to 6 p.m. here in America, within that hour, that frame. No, it got dark around 4 and 4.30 (laughs) up in uh, Canada, north of Seattle. So crazy that it would just be 4.30, and you think, wow, it's the end of the day. It must be like 8 o'clock or something. You know, it's 4.30. The day is is still young, but it's dark out. It doesn't feel like we should be out anymore. So it really screws with your head, and you just, you're just you not used to the time change, and then the weather is so weird, and it's overcast and rainy. You just feel like, wow, let's just uh, stay inside. <laughs> well, you got to fight that urge and still go out there and see the beautiful Canada that's there. So hiking, the food, the exploration, just the spontaneity. We said, let's get in the car, and let's now drive uh, back down to Seattle, and then let's see if we can't go to Mount Rainier and uh, go hiking on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day. Unfortunately, we had to have chains before we could get into the uh, National Park, and we decided, yeah, let's not spend money on chains we're not going to need to just spend a few hours here in the park and then leave. So uh, there were some busts, but like I said, you got to roll with those things and say, okay, well, we're still up here. 
I ain't home right now, and I ain't working. Not everybody else got to have the whole week off. You know, my roommate and I being able to get the time off from work and travel up there, not have a care in the world, enjoy the car rides, see the scenery, be on the uh, Pacific Northwest that we'd never seen before. That was enjoyable and still good memories. For the fourth year in a row, successfully going on a Thanksgiving vacation, having a good time, making the memories. And <laughs> there's some goofy memories on this trip. It's really funny. Oh, man, good stuff. Vancouver is a very interesting city. Interesting. So Bonfire recommends, yeah, if you haven't seen the Pacific Northwest, go check it out. It's beautiful. Crazy, crazy scenery. Um, I told you all about the uh, California trip I did before, earlier this year in September, driving from San Diego all the way up to San Francisco. That's a crazy trip, too, that I do encourage people to take. On Highway 1, PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, yeah. So I've now successfully this year seen more of the West Coast than ever before. I like it. It's almost like a bucket list thing that I just accomplished this year. You know, I did manage to read also about 13, 14 books. Eh, I've done better before. I guess I really didn't pick up my game until the second half of the year. But regardless, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year. It's now time to kind of reminisce and think, what did I accomplish this year? What did I do? Am I proud of this year? Am I happy? If I'm not happy, why not? And what can I do next year to make it immensely better? What can I do to empower myself to keep my cool, keep my peace, and help others do the same? Because when you lose, when you lose your mind, you're going to be bringing some other people down with you. Okay, you're you're not alone. No man is an island. I am learning as an introvert. I'd like to think that I am. And I can just kind of go home and mind my business. But it does affect other people. For, that's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around. But just that's just now a truth that I know. That I say, well, I, I don't have to understand it. I just know it's real. I know it happens. Your actions do affect others. And you may not know it. You may not see it. But people are people close to you, they're watching you. Your coworkers, they're watching you. Okay? So, and you know, not everybody gets to go on a vacation. That was something I was very thankful for. I thought, this year, what am I thankful for? A job. I'm thankful for the money. To be able to do this, the, the time I was able to get off, the fact that I have a roof over my head, I have clothes, I can eat. Okay, I'm not talking America, I'm talking the rest of the world, you know, first world problems. Like, oh, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't go skiing for Thanksgiving. Okay, you wouldn't believe the number of things and other issues in this world that people are dealing with. So when I realize and remember that, you know what, people have it far worse and it's horrible. Be grateful for what you have. And then on top of that, figure out, hmm, is there anything I can do to help someone else. Now, it's not drop what you're doing, move to a Zimbabwe and help the world and, you know, give up everything and try to save people in poverty and fight the warlords down there. No, you can do something in your own community. It all starts with baby steps, okay? I think that's really what we have to do. Baby steps, your immediate community, do what you can do. Your friends and your family, just stick with that. And if you tackle that and you do a great job, then move on to other people and keep keep the uh, family and friends as well, helping them, helping them grow do chores, whatever. All that good stuff. Be thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that crap for people. (laughs) I say crap, but I don't really mean that negatively. I mean the stuff. Be thankful that you have stuff to do and people to do it for. Seriously, we all want to be useful. We know we do. We want to be needed. So go out and do something about it. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is The Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, now here is a food review from The Bonfire, something I don't believe I've done here before. There's this website called Freshly.com. F-R-E-S-H-L-Y. Freshly.com. I don't know where I found it, actually, but I found it, and it says, say goodbye to cooking. Hmm, that caught my attention. Chef prepared healthy meals delivered weekly. Okay, you got my attention. What else you got for me? Choose your meals. Select four, six, nine, or 12 delicious meals each week from our rotating menu. Freshly prepared meals arrive at your door in a refrigerated, 100% recyclable box, because if you know me... God, I gotta have that recyclable box. You know, that is just by far the most important thing for me. Your meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, cooking, or cleaning required. There you go. Uh, I hate grocery shopping. Uh, I hate cleaning. Uh, I hate cleaning and cooking. Let's just be clear. High quality protein, always gluten free, nutrient rich veggies, no refined sugars or artificial sweeteners. Low glycemic carbohydrates. Okay, I don't know what most of that means. The only thing I saw that mattered to me was high-quality protein. And nutrient-rich veggies. Why not? Because I like my my steak with some veggies, my salmon, my fish with some veggies, and some mashed potatoes. you got to mix it all together and eat it. It's great. Four meals a week will cost you, it says here, four meals a week for 50 bucks. Okay. Six meals a week, 60. Nine meals a week, 90. Or 12 meals per week, 108. Now, uh, the more meals you buy, the cheaper it is per meal. Because otherwise, if you only get four meals a week, it's uh, $12.50 a meal. All right. I, I eat out a lot. There's definitely days that I spend a couple dollars and I get a meal. And there's days where I spend up to 20 and I think, oof, <laughs> I can't keep up that pace, you know, $20 a meal. So it's fair, you know. But if you're going to be doing what I'm doing anyway, which is I don't go to the grocery store that often because I hate it, and I hate cooking and cleaning and all this other trash, my time is more valuable to me. So I'm willing to, for now, you know, pay a higher price in order to save time. So when this service here says, yeah, well, it's not super cheap, but we'll cook it for you. We'll deliver it to you. We'll tell you what to do. Just pop it in the microwave eat it, and then throw it away, you're done. I'm like, okay, that's about as convenient as it's ever going to get. Unless friends or family just want to cook for me and then pay for it. Well, then that's a pretty sweet deal. But that's probably not going to happen. Inc.com, TechCrunch, Forbes, the New York Business Journal, they've all found them, reviewed them, talked about them. So they're they're not nobody. You know, they got some... Interesting uh, interesting meals here. Let me name some of them. Lebanese-style meatballs. Seafood risotto. Falafel. Grilled flat iron steak. A Southwest veggie bowl. Holiday turkey. Mahi-mahi. 
Jamaican-style jerk chicken, homestyle meatloaf, chicken Livorno, three-bean anko uh, turkey chili, shrimp fajita, lemon chicken, more chicken, more chicken, more chicken, more, ooh, a lot of chicken, and then pecan pork. Now, like it said, those are rotating meals. They're just the ones they happen to have right now. And I can tell you now that after I tried the, let's see, what was it? The grilled flat iron steak. It finally came in the mail the other day, and I tried one of them. Not too bad. It's not the most amazing meal I've ever eaten, but of course, it's a microwave. Microwaves can only do so much. No matter how the food was prepared, a microwave just will not ever do it justice. Because you could go to a fancy restaurant, eat the food that they freshly prepared for you there, and you eat it and say, this is tremendous. It's tremendous, believe me. Um, and then take it home and eat it for leftovers the next day, but it's just not going to taste the same. You could say, look, this is the exact same food from yesterday. It's been less than 24 hours. It hasn't gone bad. It's been in the fridge the whole time. There's nothing wrong with it. But the microwave or the microwave oven, you know, like a little uh, uh, stove oven, it just will not do it justice. Once the freshness is gone, it's gone. Okay? So, if you know that going in and you order these meals and they show up in the little refrigerated box, which is cool, you take them out, pop them in the fridge, and then when you're ready, pop one in the microwave and uh, cook it for two minutes. It doesn't get much quicker than that. Minding your business, going about your day, box comes to your door, pop them in the microwave, two minutes, the next thing you know you're eating food. Okay. Not bad. Super convenient. And it's totally edible. Okay. It's not like it's uh, Hot Pockets. <laughs> and if you like Hot Pockets, man, you got something wrong with you. I used to eat those as a kid, but nope, not anymore. Trash is trash. This was not trash. So Bonfire, it's not Bonfire approved, but I can say you should check it out. Um, of course, if you have the money. Now, I believe I saw some plans somewhere. Maybe there's like a trial option around here that you can like view these plans like i said you can order four six nine or 12 meals a week i think there might be some sort of deal somewhere that you can say all right you know what give me six meals for x amount of money and i'll just i'll check it out and then if i like it then i'll sign up for a plan like a subscription like all right i want the four meals every week and then you get charged i think it's let me see real quick for four meals a week 50 bucks a week okay that's doable for me. And someone who I'm, I, I take care of my breakfast perfectly fine. Lunch and dinner is what I struggle with to think, well, I don't want to cook. I don't want to go to the grocery store. And I don't want to eat out for every meal. But these prices are essentially the same as eating out. But I'm, I'm literally not going out. I can just be in the comfort of my home. I can come right home and say, you know what? I don't have time or the patience to go drive somewhere and find food. I'm just going to open my fridge and microwave one of these meals. Okay. That's convenient. It plays a role. It's not going to replace every meal for me. But, yeah, Freshly is meant for lunch and dinner. I don't believe they have any breakfast-like options. So, yeah, it's not for everybody. And it's not super cheap. And it's not super hardcore high quality. But if you know that going in, then it's totally doable. So I'm going to have to go home and eat these other five meals. And if, if my thoughts change, then I'll give a quick update on a following pod. But for now, I think, okay, it's a, been a pretty good investment to try out. I, 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 I've had one meal, so I don't know if I'm going to stick with it or not. But this idea of people cooking for me and sending me the food, <laughs> I like it. Makes my life a hell of a lot easier. 
This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Here's another uh, short story that I wrote. It's like a little series. I kind of write a chapter each time. Really 300 words, 500 max. Really not a whole lot. Very short stories. And I write them in little increments. And right now I'm approaching the end of one particular series involving a character named Jared. Some of you may know what it's about. And for those of you who don't, I'm just going to say, well, go read it. I'm not going to tell you. So, first piece. Chapter 1 was called Home Alone. Chapter 2, The Morning After. Chapter 3, Blurred Lines. And now, Chapter 4. And uh, I hope to conclude it in Chapter 5. That'll be coming up. But I just thought I would jump right into Chapter 4, see if it can't pique y'all's interest, maybe encourage you to go to bonfirethoughts.com, quickly read the other three pieces, which would take you less than five minutes. But let's see if this doesn't capture, you know, pique your interest of any sort. It's called Into the Light. Jared's heart sank. He suddenly felt so alone and knew no one could help him now. Jared politely shrugged off his question and told Ronald he was all right, just a little delirious from the poor sleep the night before. Ronald walked away confused and back into his house. Jared then picked himself up and began walking to the top of the hill where his neighborhood sat. Instinctively, this felt like the right thing to do, because the hill was open and bright this time of day. He wanted to get away from the house, and being alone in the warm light would probably make him feel better. And feel better he did. Jared sat on that hill for a couple hours, mulling over his situation. Maybe he was going crazy, but that didn't make sense, because he knew that window was really broken, and that odor wasn't imaginary. But Ronald didn't smell anything unusual, so it's possible it was, in fact, all in his head. Jared knew one thing for sure. The light and the warmth from the sun felt good. It felt safe. This was enough to alleviate his tension and send him back home. As Jared walked back up to his house, he didn't notice any odd smell. Everything seemed okay, and he managed to get the windows in his front door and living room repaired before day's end. Night approached, and he felt at peace despite not having any answers. He enjoyed his dinner read some, and sat down on the couch to watch a little TV before bed. But his mood abruptly shifted from contentment to alarm when he realized the movie on TV was Annabelle. Now, (laughs) part five will be the conclusion. Now, some of these uh, points that I made in this chapter four do hint back to chapters 1, 2, and 3, for those of you who read them. And if not, then maybe you're like, oh, well, that sounds kind of, yeah, maybe, remotely interesting. I'll go check it out. I do encourage you, go to bonfirethoughts.com and check out some of the original pieces that, we are, that we're writing and the usual movie reviews, life lessons, you know, day-to-day thoughts that are being written by other people, Michael Tan, Carolyn McKenzie, and, uh, you know, other individuals who feel that they have something to say. And... Um, 
That's what we like. We like to look for the apolitical things and things that either just interest you and reach people more on a daily basis. You know, I, that's just the bonfire way. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, trying to share it all, share all the stuff on the social medias, and um, that is it. The new blaze.com. Maybe one day there will be a bonfire channel on there. That'd be nice. We can kind of aggregate all of our all of our content, and then with that there, it'd be more of a motivation to start generating more content as well. In case you didn't notice, Bonfire is beginning to focus more on writing versus videos, even podcasts. You know, um, I this is called the Bonfire Podcast, not the Andrew Herzog Show. Uh, I didn't want to call it that because it's not about me. I just happen to be the host. But podcasting is not my true calling, I don't believe. I enjoy this. I'm having a good time. And I believe there's room to grow. Certainly, absolutely, there's room for improvement. And I do hope to keep doing it for uh, months and years to come. But in terms of the bonfire, like, company in and of itself, I definitely decided to focus, you know what, let's just make it writing. Original stories and thoughts from, you know, different people from different walks of life, issues that they're dealing with, daily problems, your own experiences, life lessons, movie reviews, music reviews, food reviews, whatever. That's the kind of stuff I like. And that is where the company will kind of, you know, aggregate it all. It is a a think tank of sorts, a writing think tank. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Bonfire podcast portion. And uh, this is Andrew Herzog, out. This is the Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network.